Welcome to another episode of the Western Lit Podcast. This is your host, Robbie of the One Name. Good morning, Western Literature class. This is me driving in my car on the way to school and recording a section of a, of a podcast for you today. March 18th, 2010, 8.32 in the morning, following a truck full of trash on 331, going north, approaching Myers. Is that too much narration? All right, anyways, a a devotional for this morning here is a little liturgical ritual that I do each day, or try to do each day, multiple times a day, but at least once a day, try to start my day with what Scott McKnight calls the Jesus Creed. I think I've done this in class once before, but here it is again, the Jesus Creed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. I wanna say something about neighbor love in the season of COVID-19, neighbor love. We need neighbor love now more than we ever did, right? We always need it, but we desperately need it now. Um, If this little thing that's going on, big thing that's going on, this pandemic illustrates anything, it's that we are all connected. We are all neighbors all around the world, right? We are connected to people in China. We are connected to people in Italy. We are connected to people in Washington and New York. We are connected. Um, And you should, this isn't original with me, but I think one of the ways we can love our neighbors in this season especially, one of the best ways we can practice neighbor love as Jesus encourages us, is to assume that I have the virus. Assume that I have it and I want to take the, the, the necessary, reasonable, not frantic, not fearful, but just sensible precautions to keep from causing my mother, 77 years old, to get really sick. Your grandmother and your grandpa or someone else in our class who has a pre-existing, a compromised immune system, a pre-existing condition or whatever from getting very sick and dying. Most of us may actually, many of us may have it. Some of us may already have it and not even know it because we show almost no symptoms and that's, that's, that's all right. So I'm going to assume, even though I have no symptoms that I have it and I'm going to practice the kinds of things, hand washing, social distancing, um, following the guidelines of not gathering in groups of more than 10 and all that kind of stuff, um, because I want to love well in this time and practice neighbor love. So anyway, that's my thought on the Jesus Creed. Love your neighbor as yourself. Practice neighbor love. I also want to say a few things about the procedures for this class going forward, and here they are. I want you to think of, I would recommend you think of, I'm not going to require you to think of, but I want to recommend that you think of us as still in some way being able to have class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. So every, typically by 10 o'clock, by by at least 10 o'clock, 
um, or sorry, by at least 11 o'clock every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, there will be some sort of announcement posted to Canvas, which will detail what class is for that day. Complete the class. If you want to discipline yourself and continue the practice and stay in the habit of just like coming to class, log into your computer at 11 o'clock every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Check for that announcement. Click on the link to whatever whatever assignment I have given. In this case, today, it's a podcast to listen to. And complete whatever activity I invite you to, to complete. And you will be able to do that in within the time limits of, of our traditional class. And by 11.50, you will be done. If you don't, if you're for some reason unable to do that, you will have until midnight to complete complete this of the day like so for today you would have until midnight to listen to this and complete the activity that I'm going to ask you to do a Flipgrid video response uh, and uh, so that's what I would recommend is just log in at 11 check it out by 11:50 you'll be done with class for the day and there'll be an announcement telling you what to read for what to read and journal on for the next assignment the major assignments the the, the typical things we've been doing, reading, reading these books, journaling on them in OneNote, and um, project and ultimately portfolio, they don't change, they're the same. So like, let's start with portfolio. You're already adding, I hope, by the, um, according to the uh, 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 instructions I've already given, the best of your journals from Odyssey, whatever number it tells you you have to do in the assignment. Um, the best of your journal from from mouse the best and, and eventually now the best of your journals from crime and punishment we'll we'll spend three more days today friday and monday we'll finish up crime and punishment um journals and so you can decide then which were my best of from crime and punishment and put those in your google sites portfolio there will like the same way you'll still propose a project for project number two and there'll still be a project and you'll still get it back and be able to revise and whatever put it into your portfolio um, so those assignments don't change we'll still be do using the OneNote journal to complete journal assignments and those journal assignments will relate to the things that go on in whatever class activity that that we do for today um, and uh, that's about what I have to say about procedurally about class thus far all right, I want to jump right into the uh, the journal question you were asked for today, and I'm going to back up a little bit from 418 and uh, back to page 415. So if you have your book, you should follow along here, I think. Uh, it would be a good idea. Hopefully you're not doing trying to do this while you're driving um, like I was recording earlier today. But here, here on page 415, this is the scene where Raskolnikov has returned to Sonia's Sonia's place, and he is confessing to the crime, of course, um, as promised earlier in that previous scene with, with, with Sonia, who killed Lizaveta. Um, interesting that that's the, the thing now, right? Um, some of you asked the question earlier, why, why isn't he so haunted about that? It's about the pawnbroker. But in the conversation with Sonia, uh, Lizaveta is, is an important piece there. And maybe, maybe there's something to the fact that that gets to him. Anyways. All right, so, uh, <coughs> sorry. <clears throat> yeah, defumigate the microphone and all that stuff right now. Right, I coughed into my uh, 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 arm, you know. Yeah, anyways. Uh, 
All right, so page 415, I'm at, he fell silent and thought it over for a long time. Um, just before that, he says, you see, I wanted to be a Napoleon. Remember, this is Raskolnikov still trying to make sense of this, uh, what we call the extraordinary man theory. So here's the paragraph. The thing is that I once asked myself this question, how would it be? How would it have been if Napoleon, for example, had happened to be in my place and didn't have Toulon or Egypt or the crossing of Mont Blanc to, his, to start his career, but instead of all these beautiful and monumental things, had quite simply some ridiculous old crone, a legend Strar's widow, whom on top of that he had to kill in order to filch money from her trunk for his career, you understand? Well, so could he have made himself to do it if there was no other way out? Wouldn't he have shrunk from it because it was so mon so unmonumental and sinful? Well, I tell you, I suffered a terribly long time over this question so that I was terribly ashamed when I finally realized somehow all at once that not only that he would not shrink, but that it wouldn't even occur to him that it was unmonumental. And he wouldn't understand at all what there was to shrink from. And if there was indeed no other path for him, he'd up the throttle. He'd up and throttle her before she could make a peep without a moment's thoughtfulness. So I too came out of my thoughtfulness. I throttled her, following the example of my authority. And that's exactly how it was. You think it's funny? Yes, Sonia. The funniest thing is that maybe that's precisely how it was. Great line. Sonia did not think it was funny at all. <laughs> so she says, you better just tell me straight without examples. So anyway, what Raskolnikov is doing in that passage, it seems to me, is is trying to explain that he he had connected his his thinking to that of the, the on the on the extraordinary man to to an example of what if Napoleon were me, right? And all he had to become and to live out his destiny as an extraordinary man were just a pawnbroker standing in his way, basically. Um, he continues, you're right, Sonia, it's all nonsense, almost sheer babble. You see, my mother, as you know, has almost nothing. My sister received an education only by chance and is doomed to drag herself, but I couldn't support myself at the university and had to take a leave for a while. Even if things had managed to go that way, then about 10 or 12 years, if circumstances turned out well, I could still only hope to become some sort of teacher or official with a thousand ruble salary. He was speaking as if I wrote. And then my mother would have withered away with cares and grief, and I still wouldn't be able to set her at ease. And my sister, well, something even worse might have happened with my sister. And who wants to spend his whole life passing everything by, turning away from everything to forget his mother and politely endure, for example, his sister's offense? Why? So that having buried them, he can acquire new ones, a wife and a children, and then leave them too without a kopeck or a crust of bread? Well, well, so I decided to take possession of the old woman's money and use it for my first years without tormenting my mother to su support myself at the university and for the first steps after the university and to do it all sweepingly, radically, so as to set up a whole new career entirely and start out on a new independent path. Well, well, that's all. Well, that I, th that I killed the old woman, of course. It was a bad thing to do, but enough of that. And he goes on to say, I didn't actually kill a person. I killed a louse. So he's dehumanized, of course, um, this 
this pawnbroker, who is a despicable kind of character. He turns her into a louse. He others her. He scapegoats her, whatever. All of the kinds of things. We're back to, you know, sort of Nazis and Hitler like we were in, in you know, a louse or a mouse. We're not that far removed. And this is what you have to do in order to step over and be able to to commit violent acts against other other people. Raskolnikov and Dostoevsky is suggesting and 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 Spiegelman is suggesting as well. So um, not a human being, but a louse. So here he's trying to, to explore, I think, in talking to Sonia, his motives. Why did he do what he did? And recognize this. It's really interesting to, um, to, to, to watch this unfold in terms of the drama of it. Raskolnikov, remember, is talking to Sonia. Why has he chosen to confess to her? Why does he want to go talk with Sonia? What is it about Sonia that, that provokes in Raskolnikov the desire to confess? That's a really important question. I hope maybe some of you will address it in your flip grid that you're going to do later on. But why is it he's chosen her? Why is it he's chosen her up to page 418 now in your journal? Um, why is it that he has chosen her? To, to, to work out these ideas and tell her, this is, this is what I did. And this is, this is I th I'm trying to understand why I did it. So page 418, though Raskolnikov was looking at Sonia as he said this, he was no longer concerned with whether she understood or not. The fever had him wholly in its grip. He was in some sort of gloomy ecstasy. Indeed, he had not talked with anyone for a very long time. Sonia understood that this gloomy catechism had become his faith in law. Then I realized, Sonia, he went on ecstatically, that power is given only to the one who dares to reach down and take it. Here there is one thing, one thing only. One has only to dare. And then a thought took shape in me for the first time in my life, one that nobody had ever thought before. Nobody. It suddenly came to me as bright as the sun. How is it that no man before me for has dared or dares yet while passing by all this absurdity quite simply to take the whole thing by the tail and whisk it off to the devil i i wanted to dare and i killed i just wanted to dare sonia that's the whole reason what is he saying here i just wanted to dare now you have given some answers in your journal and that's great and i hope maybe you will consider sharing that perhaps in the flip good what you think what does he mean i wanted to dare is it true is it the case that um the the person who dares is the one who is given power i wanted pow power is given only to the one who dares and you reach down and you take it and he's thinking about power the will to power this is a, a nietzschean idea an idea that nietzsche comes along later and grabs a hold of and and, and works out in a, in a work called The Will to Power. Um, anyways, uh, um, and by the way, Dostoevsky uh, predates Nietzsche and the Ubermensch theory and, and the Will to Power theory. And, and actually, if Nietzsche had read Dostoevsky more carefully and not taken up these crazy, crazed ideas and run with them, um, he might have, he might have, anyways. Um, seems like he misreads Dostoevsky or doesn't bother to read Dostoevsky when he works out his ideas. But Dostoevsky anticipates these ideas are coming um, and he, he puts them in the mouths of some of his, his characters. Um, so anyway, um, continue on, continuing on the questions that you're asking, like what, 
does the person who dares much, who steps over, who, who does the extraordinary thing, who wills power, who reaches down and grabs and takes it, is that the is is that is that the one who gets it? Think about the political scene we're in right now. Um, think about think about um, the the wealthiest, most powerful people in our society, in the secular society, and think about the truth of that. But it's a sobering truth, right? And it's a, it's, it's, it's a truth worth remembering, I think, that Dostoevsky has, has his character communicate this to a person for whom Dostoevsky wants us to, to um, consider how humble and actually self-sacrificial and loving and maybe even Christ-like she is so sonia here who does not will to power who does not strive for power has enormous power actually um in her own kind of humble way to well um extend grace and forgiveness there's an incredible scene, a, a beautiful scene in the Gospel of John where Jesus demonstrates what real power is, right? He, on the night, uh, you know, before he's in his last hours, before he's to be rested, he, he brings all these disciples together with him. He announces that one of them is going to gonna, um, betray him and that Peter's going to deny him. Um, but in the midst of that, knowing that Jesus bends down and washes their feet. And he says, that's, that's, that's the way to do it. He says, here's a new command I give to you. Love each other as I have loved you. And he's communicating, I, all the power, I have it. I am, I am the most powerful creature. I am the most powerful God of the universe. I am, I am the resurrection and the life. I am I am power infinite, right? And he says, here's the key to power, serve sacrificially one another. Seems like Sonia, though not a perfect, like not everything about her is a Christ figure or whatever. Seems like Sonia is, Dostoevsky is moving towards showing that Sonia has a kind of power, not because she dared reach down and take it. And Raskolnikov cannot articulate this. He doesn't understand um, quite why, but notice the way Dostoevsky has him, him, him um, constantly drawn to this character, Sonia, again and again and again, and it's quite lovely. So here's the thing to think about as you um, ponder uh, Raskolnikov's arc as a character. Watch, watch the way that, watch the role that Sonia plays here. Why is he, why is he here now with Sonia and why does she love him because she does right now he has helped rescue her from that sort of heinous action that Lucian tries to take to to um to trap her uh and 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 
with, with the money that you know he accuses her of stealing. And Raskolnikov is there. Um, Raskolnikov is there to uh, help help uh, thwart that plot, and she really appreciates that. And she has appreciated the way he has helped her family as as well. Um, so re remember remember that that there is some reason for her to see something in Raskolnikov and to pity him once he does confess that he is a murderer to her. So don't like, don't assume this is, this is not so, you know, why would she be drawn to him? Think of where she's at. She's prostituting herself for her family. Still her mother is dying and will soon die. Right in the next is it in the next chapter i think in the next chapter her 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 mother uh her mother her mother dies um and what does what 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 is sonia to do to care for these other children or whatever so she's sacrificing herself but dostoevsky and and, and sorry dostoevsky sort of elevates this as a kind of what a wonderfully compassionate human being this is and Raskolnikov somehow sees something in her, it seems, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem that he's drawn to her? Now, notice the, the thing she says. You, you're, you must be the most tortured human being on the face of the earth, she says to Raskolnikov. She cares for him. She, 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 she feels affection for him. And he likewise, though he doesn't actually know quite how to express it, he's He's the schismatic, remember? He's back and forth. But there are moments where he just wants to lay it all out there. And she encourages him, just go and confess. And I will I will stand by you. I will go to Siberia with you when you go off to prison. I will I will care for you. We can be together. We can make it through. Somehow, the uh, love has, has blossomed here. Raskolnikov somehow is still cruel to her, even as he is magnetically drawn to her her compassion for him. She is, she is a, she is a God bearing image. And I think that's, um, I think that's important to, to remember that the arc of the story is Raskolnikov. Well, the arc of every good story is, is, is the main characters, the protagonist potential for redemption and watch how that unfolds here. And the question remains, Will Raskolnikov accept the grace that's extended him? And what are what does he have to do in order to accept it? That's the real question. Now, there's so much more here we could talk about in in this section of of uh, the novel. So many other things, but I will leave an assignment, a flip grid assignment, to allow you to chime in and maybe to simulate the ways that we can still talk to one another. But that's just my little meandering thoughts on the question of the person who dares much is the person who will gain respect and power. Raskolnikov operates on this theory, the idea that where power comes from is in willing it and daring greatly. The extraordinary person who steps out, reaches out and grabs it is the one who gets power. Sonia actually maybe has tremendous power by being humble and caring and loving, by being more Christ-like in her compassion, by serving and through service and self-sacrifice. What do you think of that?
Okay, so do make sure that you check out the Flipgrid assignment uh, and make sure that you post that. You can do it. You should be able to do that quickly before the end of class. Um, but check out that Flipgrid assignment, post it uh, to the Flipgrid. It's in Canvas. It's in the announcement. Um, just click on it, push a little green plus sign, record, and uh, you'll be able to see what other people have have said and still interact with some people in the class if you like, and rep you can reply to them. Uh, Flipgrid, uh, flip videos love replies, so don't hesitate to interact with other people. You should be able to complete that no problem in the time limit of the class, and maybe even watch a couple of other videos uh, in the next next little while. This has been another episode of the Western Lake Podcast, brought to you by yours truly, Robbie of the one name.